Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, the sleepy Nathaniel Paul Thurston. How are you feeling today? I feel amazing. I bet. Not really. Do you want to hear a quick personal story? I, I live for personal stories. <laughs> I know you do. So do our listeners. I know. That's leave, what they, leave us they, a rating and review about this personal story. They tune in for the personal. Let me tell you what. I have been on top of this episode. Last night, I did go out to dinner, but I stayed up until I had the show notes done. I even made some nice little graphics to go on the bottom of the screen. Had everything ready to go. And even though I went to bed at midnight, I, uh, I got up at 5.25-ish this morning. Actually got out of bed. I was like, I'm going to get over to Charlie's early, spend even more time getting ready for the show and preparing for everything. I texted Charlie because you were awake too. You'd already texted me. Mm -hmm. Texted Charlie and um, said, hey. The early bird flies over the moon. Early bird gets the bird. So uh, That's right. Uh, I texted Charlie and asked if you wanted me to bring over some McDankles on my way. Mm-hmm. And uh, some McDank, <laughs> some McDanks. <laughs> and so I, I grabbed, you know, breakfast eventually. Parker hated it. Yeah. He didn't <laughs> want it at all, which I take personally. He should. And um, anyway, as soon as I texted Charlie, I, I went to my nightstand. The lamp was off and uh, grabbed a pill out of the pill box because I take daytime meds because I have narcolepsy and I took a pill and I turned on the lamp a little bit after and I realized that my daytime pill is still in the box (laughs) but my nighttime pill is gone for tonight like for tonight tonight's nighttime pill is gone and so I looked through the box I said what's in the box and I looked at all the stuff and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It turns out I had just filled it, filled it up, and I and I took my uh, my sleeping pill at at five thirty this morning. <laughs> and so, let me just finish up the story. Then he drove here. So I I go to the bathroom. I had had a plan for this because I worried about this happening someday. And I go to the toilet, and I proceed to try to make myself throw up. And what do you know it? I do I do throw up a little bit of water and stuff that I had with the pill, but the pill never comes up. Chugged a whole bottle of water, threw up most of that eventually. Pill never came out. And um, so I took my daytime meds. I had two cups of coffee. I drank a Celsius. I'm halfway into a Coke Zero. And I'm feeling fine. I'm feeling just fine. And I took my daytime meds too. For the, for the narcolepsy. Now you got competing mm-hmm. beds. So anyway, that's how I feel right now, in case you were wondering how I feel. You're up and down at the same time. I'm, I'm everywhere at once. Should be pretty balanced mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. If you've got the upper and the downer going. We got the uh, the Fed Haters Club hanging out with us right now because it's Dumb Bleep of the Week. That's the day where they get to vote on whatever the dumbest thing was. And by the way, right now, just a fair warning to everyone. I have it set to where your comments are going to show up on the screen at the moment. They'll show up for three seconds and then they disappear. All right. So be kind to yourself if your username has your whole name in it. And also be kind to us <laughs> and stop saying all the racist things you normally say when people aren't watching. 
All right, you hold that for when I take this back off the screen. <laughs> it's a good thing I didn't say that out loud. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right, so this is Dumb Bleep of the Week. The live group submitted some stuff. I submitted some stuff. People on Twitter or x.com submit things as well. We have roughly 10 items on today's list, and we're going to call those things out. We'll make fun of them, and we'll talk about why they're dumb, and then the people in the Fed Haters Club will decide which one of them is the dumbest. Does everyone understand the rules of the game? (laughs) Uh, Points are made up and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to turn our live stream on. I forgot about that. Remember, we were going to live stream. Oh, you haven't turned it on yet? I didn't turn it on because I hadn't turned it on yet. I thought that that's what these comments were showing up as. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, you know, for going for going to Facebook and YouTube Mm. and, and Twitter right now i hadn't turned that on yet so now i'm going to turn that on so people can get a little preview of what it's like to hang out with us mm. i'm nate and, and you're charlie <laughs> that's right in case you're wondering who us were <laughs> it's gonna be great this gonna it's be, gonna be great let's do it this is gonna I'm be ready. good i'm ready yeah <laughs> come on i'm ready <laughs> i feel great all right don't bleep number one Charlie, tell the tell the fine folks what dumb bleep number one is. Just, I, we normally put abortion stuff later, but let's just kick it right off today. This is from Jeffrey Levin. Yeah, he's like one of those left wing okay. influencers on on Twitter. Um, so he tweets a picture of a T-shirt and says, "Just who are the real child killers?" And the T-shirt says, "Planned Parenthood isn't killing children. You're thinking of the NRA." Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. So you're thinking of your mother. <laughs> so if you're thinking which one of these now, I know that in, in the libertarian party, libertarians are kind of split on abortion, but let's pretty just, much right down the middle. It's let, like 50, 50. Let's just pretend like we weren't talking about the legality of abortion, but the actual act itself and whether or not it literally kills a child, because that's kind of the point. If you don't have the abortion, there's going to be a child. And so you have the abortion, there's no child, therefore the abortion killed the child. Mm-hmm. That's like the whole point of the abortion. That's why you get it, because you yeah. don't want the child. That's why you did it. Yeah. So one of the reasonings they put down is like, I can't afford a child. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not mm-hmm. in the right place of life to have a child. Or like, this isn't something, this is going to turn into a child and I don't want <laughs> I it. I don't want that. Yeah. So I need you to get rid of it. And so if you were the compare and ask the question like jeff asked here just who are the real child killers it's not the people that are literally killing children and like that's their business and that's what they do you know like you go there and they they get paid to kill a child it's not them it's an organization that advocates for weak gun rights like let's just be honest the nra that's who's killing children they don't even literally kill children children like Planned Parenthood does. Yeah. I mean, they actually do. The NRA just kind of advocates for semi-decent gun rights sometimes. It's not like the NRA has clinics no. around the nation. No, you don't go to an NRA can... clinic and they shoot your kid. <laughs> a... But you go to Planned Parenthood and they literally kill a child. Yeah. <laughs> Chemically. So. <laughs> with forceps. Oh, yeah. Is that dumb? That's pretty dumb. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought it might be dumb. Got it. Are you doing okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm great. 
<laughs> the people that are getting the live stream right now on our social media don't know that I accidentally took a sleeping pill this morning when I woke up. But I did. They didn't get the personal story like the Fed Haters Club. Yeah, the Fed Haters Club at joingmail.com. They got the whole thing, plus the people on the podcast, because we were recording at that time, too. So it wasn't just a... All right, Dumbly number two. Um, this is interesting. Max Miller from Ohio. This is an elected representative person here talking to Lizzie Marbach or Marbach. I don't know how you say it. Who's Lizzie? Does anyone know who this Lizzie Mar Marbach person is? Mm -mm. Uh, let's look her up and figure out who she is. I knew I should have looked at this beforehand. So she says, Charlie, actually you read it, Charlie, and tell me what you think about it. Lizzie Marbach said, there's no hope for any of us outside of having faith in Jesus Christ alone. To which Max Miller of Ohio quote, quote X is this. And says, this is one of the most bigoted tweets I have ever seen. Delete it, Lizzie. Religious freedom in the United States applies to every religion. You have gone too far. <laughs> this is a Republican congressman. Look at him uh, being all manly. Yeah. Saying, delete it, Lizzie. She can't be her own person. She also can't be a Christian. Mm -mm. Because this is just... Her being a, a Christian and like going by what the, what the Bible kind of says, and there, there could be different readings and whatever, but she's saying that there's no hope outside of having faith in Jesus Christ. That's a, a basic religious perspective for someone who's a Christian, okay? And apparently, having that view makes you a bigot mm. because you see other people have different religions, and if you... We have religious freedom in the United States, which, me, which means you also have to view all of the different religions equally as well. You just happen to have, pick your own personal preference. That's the problem. <laughs> she didn't list out the others. That's the problem. <laughs> she didn't. And she didn't say that all the other ones are also just as valid as mine. <laughs> right. Which would negate the religion yeah. in itself in the first place. Or she should have never posted it, obviously, because he says delete it. Yeah. So... Religious freedom means you can't talk about religion at all. No. Because uh, you might offend someone. That's what that means. It's a great idea. All this right. guy read the Constitution. Well, it's not even that. He, he doesn't even understand like what it means to be religious. I hate to tell you this, but there are different religions out there, and a lot of those different religions think that the other religions are incorrect. That's why they chose the one that they chose, and that's why they're that religion. You know? It doesn't mean that you have to say... Oh, yeah, also, you are going to have great, everlasting, eternal life uh, if you practice this religion, too, and this religion, too. I just happen to think Jesus is the Son of God, but, I mean, mm. it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean... That's not what being religious means most of the time. As far as bigoted tweets go, I mean, one of the most bigoted ones. It's very bigoted towards other religions, I guess. Mm. Okay. Um, let's do a Bidenomics section right quick uh president biden the greatest economy in the history of mankind oh, everyone knows that we already know that uh president biden said i've kept my commitment that no one making less than four hundred thousand dollars a year will pay a single penny more in federal taxes okay is that technically true charlie i mean depends on how you calculate taxes well, if you look at federal taxes, 
themselves. And I guess technically the rate hasn't gone up. He hasn't raised the federal mm. tax rate for people making less than 400000 But we do have another thing that costs people money. Inflation? Inflation. <clears throat> that's what I'm saying. Depends yeah. on how you count taxes. See, that's what they get to do. They get to create the inflation and then claim that they haven't raised any taxes. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's why most economists mm. consider inflation a hidden tax. And then he adds on another one. And unlike the last president, in my first two years in office... We cut the federal deficit by $1.7 trillion. When it was the highest it's ever been. <laughs> when we had just had a $2.2 trillion emergency COVID relief act that went through. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the $2.2 trillion emergency COVID relief act. He had a $1.9 trillion one. And then he had the Inflation Reduction Act later after that. But anyway, he cut the deficit. Trump's deficit from the CARES Act that Democrats definitely would not have had you know it's trump that wanted to rescue people during the pandemic if it would have been democrats in office they would have been they would have said screw you people you're going to work and we're not giving you any money and they would have balanced the budget <laughs> this pretending like he's some kind of budget hawk is hilarious and by the way this is only the case because they didn't sign the build back better plan that he wanted if they would have done that then he wouldn't be bragging about the federal deficit going down he would have increased it by 200 <laughs> he would, billion it would have gone up <laughs> Okay, uh, we're still in Bidenomics right now for number three. You guys like how it says the Dumb Bleep of the Week number on the bottom of the screen right now? I'm so proud of you. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Just want you to know. Robert Reich III says, in the year since the Inflation Reduction Act passed, I want to go back to some of our episodes during the time that they were passing this and talk about how we knew that when inflation went down, because it was at a peak at that time anyway. It had already come down before they passed it. The peak was the month before. Uh, we talked about how, of course, they were going to say it was because of the Inflation Reduction Act, which no one predicted, including like the Congressional Budget Office, anyone who looked at it, none of them predicted that it was going to reduce inflation at all. Mm-hmm. But anyway. I noticed Robert Reich isn't verified anymore. He doesn't want to pay the eight bucks no, a month. He doesn't have the money for it. <laughs> In the year since the Inflation Reduction Act passed, inflation has dropped from 9% to 3.2%. 170,000 clean energy jobs have been announced. Well, that's great. I bet the people whose jobs are going to be there a year from now are rolling in it right now. Economic growth has accelerated. Consumer from nothing. Uh, Consumer spending is solid. Real wages have finally risen for one month. They were down all the other ones, (laughs) just so you know. Uh, I wanted to bring some charts and graphs to show you. Inflation dropped from 9% to 3.2%. And that's because they passed this bill that spent a bunch of money, right? Mm -hmm. Or it could be because of the federal funds rate, which went from nothing to just over 5% in a very quick amount of time, like a year. It went up from nothing to 5%. And when, by the way, when they passed that bill, I'm circling the area right here. This is when the Inflation Reduction Act was passed. And it's also when the Federal Reserve raised their rate all the way up to... It's, the effective rate right now is 5.12, just so you know. And that was from 0.08, which is essentially zero. Yes. Okay, the other thing. Now, what does the Fed, <clears throat> the federal funds effective rate do? Uh, that makes interest rates higher across the board. It makes it harder to borrow money, essentially. And the Fed funds rate is typically banks borrowing from each other and transferring money back and forth. Mm. So, so when that's higher, obviously then 
the banks have to charge everyone else a higher amount of money uh, in interest, which is why you saw there's not a direct correlation, but there is a semi-correlation. That's why you saw all the interest rates for homes going up in the same time frame. We'll look at that. <clears throat> yeah. March, April, May, June, July. Now what? It's six and a half, seven percent. Seven to eight percent most of the time for a home loan now. Yeah, and that's for like really good credit. Yeah, I happen to know people with per- perfect credit with amazing income. They still got, I think, seven point two five. It's rough. Yeah, that's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot of interest. I can't imagine having bad credit and trying to get something right now. Actually, with the bad mm. credit, you get better interest. <laughs> it might do better. You know. <laughs> We get some subsidies, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, yeah, but one of the reasons they have to do that, by the way, is because this also causes uh, this causes the interest rate on on bonds to go up. And one of the reasons the interest rates on bonds go up is because the uh, the government needs people to let it borrow some money, and so they'll they'll offer to give you an interest rate on the money that you let them borrow. Well, so that's one place that a bank can put money. Where's another place a bank can put money? Well, they can put money in your house. They can give the money to you and they can make an interest rate on that over time. Well, that ends up being more than what the actual bond rate is because the bonds, like federal bonds, treasury bonds, are very safe. Like about the safest, most guaranteed thing so far. For now. That you can do. Uh, And so when that's sitting at four and a half for a 10-year bond right now, you could do that. Or you could give people a home loan, a mortgage, but you're going to have to make more than you're going to on the bond, on the treasury bond, because that's like guaranteed home more, you know, something could happen, whatever. It's not as guaranteed. So that's why it's like 7% instead. Anyway, that's why inflation went down. it's a little riskier. Mm-hmm. So you want to get more bang for your buck. Yes. Okay. He said real wages have finally risen. What he means is this is what real wages actually look like. Now, this is uh, real wages indexed to March of 2020. So essentially, March of 2020 is our equal, equilibrium. That's the, that's the point right there that we're measuring off of. They spiked up after COVID. Real wages uh, did. You know, people got money. There was no inflation yet at that time. There was actually some deflation uh, at that time. And then your real wages went down and down and down because of inflation. And then last month, they went up just a little bit. Okay. And so Robert Reich, this professional economist. Professor. Pro- professor at what, like Harvard or something? I don't, I don't know. know. One of those places. Makes that like half a million a <laughs> year a, for talking two hours a year. Probably. Um, this professional economist who cares about the working man more than freaking Oliver Anthony does, okay? (laughs) Wants to make it a point to you that real wages have finally risen. But this is what they actually look like over time. And that's not good. But he doesn't actually care about that. He cares about shilling for the Democratic Party. And that's all he does. Freaking Robert Wright. It's hard to tell, but it did... And then get away went up. Just a little bit. Yeah. Didn't you feel it though? (laughs) Man, finally, you felt that bump right there. I can afford my groceries now. Yes. You know, when I go to the grocery (laughs) store, that's affordable. That's why Oliver is an idiot for writing that song. I know. It was was just too late. He probably been working on it for a while back when the economy was rough. But now that it's so good, you know. He's probably going to release an apology video, I bet, because he's like, oh, Bidenomics, I forgot. Mm -hmm. You know, we just needed to give it time to work. 
Oh, I forgot to put the uh, chat back on the screen. I should make it show up for more than three seconds, but sometimes I worry what people are going to say. Of course so, you do. Yeah. You just worry <laughs> about everything. Not that worried about it right now. Let me tell you what. Look. All right. Maybe we, if someone says something really <clears throat> controversial, we'll actually, our video might blow up even more. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Hey, now we made it to number four. That was number three, Bidenomics. Uh, Nina Turner gets her own separate Nina. You can tell us number four because Nate spent time. Mm-hmm. And I want to say I appreciate all your hard work. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you that. You made this nice little dumb bleep of the week symbol, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like a comic book symbol yeah. that lets the people know uh, when they see it on screen what what number what we're number on. We're on. Mm-hmm. And you don't get lost. It's for both of us. Yeah. Win win. It's a win win for everybody. Yeah. Okay, Nina, Ninanomics. This is different from Bidenomics. It's way dumber. Okay, what? Look at what What's Costco put in the chat. Oh, God. What's, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, I'll just leave it up there. We'll get banned on every platform that we're currently streaming to. That'd be great. Freedom of speech, baby. Freedom of speech. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, sometimes we're faced with a crossroads in life, and we don't really know which path to take. Maybe you're thinking about a career change or feeling like your relationship needs a little help. Whatever it is, therapy can help you map out your future and trust yourself to find the way forward. I've done therapy in the past, and honestly, it helped me quite a bit. I've told you guys that. And our co-host, Charlie, still using BetterHelp. He loves it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GML. All right. Uh, Nina says record profits. All right. Now this is a, she's got a few here. She says record profits are stolen wages. All right. So if you look right now, you got companies that have record profits, like the dollar amount is higher. And that means it's stolen wages. Okay. All of that money should have just gone to the workers. Okay. Not, not the people who, you know, take all that risk and keep this company going. And so I just responded with, this is just a quick one. I responded with, look at this chart. Record taxes are stolen wages. Look at this freaking tax receipts for the government. That's a record tax receipts. Mm-hmm. If I ever saw it, why isn't... Why isn't that stolen wages? Why is the one when they actually yeah. steal it? It's like it's literally the one where there's, you know, they'll put you in prison, you know? They can kill yeah. you if they come to get you and you and you refuse to and go on there. Your paycheck it literally <clears throat> tells you like, "Hey, you earned $1,000." And then you'll notice the next line down is federal taxes. They took yeah, you know, $100 or $150 out. And then you have Medicare and social, you know, all this money that they take out of your check. And then you get a net pay mm-hmm. after post theft, post theft. Yeah. That you have no control over. So anyway, that's the, so that's the actual stolen wages, not the ones that she's talking about, but let's move on to some other dumb things. She said, uh, here's a good one. She says, Charlie, all this. <laughs> Nina says it's always quote pay your debts until the topic of reparations comes up because as white people Mm -hmm. 
we have a debt from our ancestors that we signed up for that we yeah. you shouldn't have signed up for it if you weren't going to pay for it Charlie. i know i know that we refused to pay yeah. that was irresponsible of you mm-hmm. yeah it was to be born into the I, I mean if the nra would have been around when you were a kid you wouldn't have to worry about being born into this not talking about planned parenthood because they don't kill kids right nra does if my mom would have just gone to the nra mm-hmm. clinic yeah you know i would sure. be here to incur this debt that i didn't know about um yeah pay your debts you know what else is funny is with her it's the exact opposite it's always you don't have to pay your debts that's someone else's job until the topic of reparations comes up that's the only thing that she thinks you should pay for yeah you don't actually owe anything except for reparations and weirdly enough she would benefit from it. that's uh, it is odd she happens to be black yeah that has nothing to do with her thinking that the only thing you're responsible for paying for are reparations yeah everything else is someone else's fault you don't you shouldn't actually owe i didn't think of it that way it's so, so funny. boom uh there we go just so you guys know in the chat i don't think the gifts show up they don't okay so i know y'all are trying to chat bomb us right now but i don't think they show up plus i have my chat on this uh condensed mode right now and i think that's what's going out to the to the window it's kind of blocking charlie though so I kind of take it on and off that's fine you know yeah but what if I try to make a clip, two of us talking, and it's just like uh, Costco dropping the f bomb <laughs> the whole time? You know what I mean? Yeah, it'd be fine nowadays. Uh, I don't think it would be. It's less fine nowadays. Okay, we're still on Dumbleat number four. Holy crap, we got to hurry up. And that's probably my fault. This is her responding to us, by the way, but she blocked out our name. She did. Yeah. Uh, she says, "Good morning." Healthcare should be free. Good morning, Liberty says. Good morning. Healthcare should be done by the free market. And she says, reminder: healthcare will never have a free market because the demand is driven by an al- the alternative being death. Cancer patients can't just decide to not seek treatment without it being harmful to their life. That's an argument that you could make about food if you wanted to. They make it about housing, shelter. They, they make it about that too, or they make it about healthcare, whatever it is. Um, listen, we will all die if we don't have food. Actually, here's the thing. We actually all die. We do all die. You're right Despite about that. Mm-hmm. whatever treatment we get. <clears throat> yeah. You know, with, with every <clears throat> life, there is death. <laughs> we haven't solved that problem yet and probably never will. Uh-uh. Because, <clears throat> uh, you know, just happens to be part of the cycle. And so, um, the thing about, the thing about this is, is that if there was a true free market in healthcare, cancer patients would actually probably be able to, to afford their treatment much more effectively Mm -hmm. than they would in the current system we have now, which there's only like four pharmaceutical companies left, uh, in large part due to a racket with the mob, with the government. Yeah the FDA and people like that. And so, um, I think cancer patients should get affordable treatment and they would, they would be much more affordable if there was a true free market in healthcare, because there's an incentive in the free market to actually help people because the more people you can actually help, the more money you can actually make. Mm -hmm. And as Thomas Sowell talks about in basic economics, profit's not a bad thing. It's actually the best thing that can happen. I also happen to know someone who works for a cancer research hospital. 
just a random person a random person yeah no clue um but i, I was told a, i heard a story and the story was they created this revolutionary new treatment that had a really good effective rate of actually getting rid of your cancer it takes a lot of time uh, but it has a really good effectiveness rate. Now it costs the company about $250,000 to administer this treatment to someone. All right. And so that's what they're going to have to charge. At and, least. <clears throat> at least that if they're just going to break even on it. Uh, now they went to Medicare and Medicare decided that they were going to pay them $50,000 for it. And of course you have to accept Medicare patients. And it had a higher rate in more elderly populations as well. And they shuttered the treatment and they don't do it because they would go out of business eventually. So it doesn't exist. So it so just that doesn't treatment exist. Isn't on the shelf. <clears throat> so that treatment is very cheap right now. You don't have to pay anything for it because it, it no exist. longer exists. All right. Um, and look, they're saving healthcare. Mm -hmm. they're saving people's lives <laughs> um yeah and also i do want to point out when something when the alternative to something is death i think that that means it has value in my opinion if saving your life is not worth any money charlie what does that say about you <laughs> what is your life worth it's got to be worth something how much would you spend yeah for your life okay this is only number four holy crap or a loved go one's life okay this is real fast uh Mehdi hassan Remember him? MSNBC? Yes. Crazy. Uh, this person posted about how the Inflation Reduction Act is bringing IRS customer service hold times down to four minutes. Hmm. Okay. Used to be at 29 minutes. Now it's down to four. They hired 4,000 customer service representatives at the IRS. And many Hassan says, imagine if ordinary Americans actually knew this. This is information that Joe Biden needs to be getting <laughs> out there. That when you are trying to contact the mob... To figure out how much money you owe them so you don't go to prison. That they have used your money to hire 4,000 new mobsters to bring your wait time from 29 minutes to find out how much theft you owe down to four minutes. So now you know exactly how much money they have stolen from you so they don't put you in prison or kill you. In a less amount of time. Yes. No. Thank you, Joe <laughs> Biden. All right. That's there's nothing to say. Can we just make that one really quick? Mm -hmm. How about this theft? This is a quick one too. It's got to be like a one minute right here. All right, number six, the debt collective tweets um, a picture of Forbes billionaires list, and they say this is our money. They are thieves. Mm -hmm. So of course, look, they show their wealth and it's increase from 2020. Now that's weird. What month do you think it is in 2020? March. <laughs> Definitely March from March of 2020 <laughs> when the when the stock market took a big old dip. Yeah. March 18th, dip. the bottom of the ba. stock market. A dip. Ba. Yeah. So Jeff Bezos, number one, is he mm. number one? I, th I think this is might be a little uh, older. Could be a little old. Yeah. Now he's not. There's no way he's number one right now, unless they're showing. No, no, he's not above Elon Musk. I think Bernard Arnault. He's took, number one. Yeah, took the mm -hmm. top spot. Anyway, you got Jeff, Elon, Bernard. You're telling me that these Bill, people complaining about theft can't even get the most updated list of theft. They can't. They're so lazy. Yeah. Plus, he only has Tesla and SpaceX there. We obviously know he owns, owns yeah. X now. I know. Well, there's an X on there. Maybe that covers it these days. I don't know. 
anyway, <clears throat> of course, the billionaires, uh, it's your money, and uh, these people stole it. How did they get that money, though? Yeah, it's not like a bunch of girls buy Louis Vuitton purses or anything from <laughs> Bernard. That's not that. Yeah, they don't even like those purses. People don't even like computers that use Microsoft Mm-mm. at all. I bet hardly anyone buys Tesla electric cars, you know? Yeah. And it's not like SpaceX carries 80% of mass to orbit for the world or anything like that. And it's kind of weird. I've never used Amazon. Have you used Amazon to buy anything before? (laughs) No. Okay. Not even during the pandemic. But that's all of our money. And then on top of that, we know that all of that, almost all of it, is from stocks. It's not from profits that have been taken from the workers or from the people. It's literally, it's not even our money. It's like your parents' money because they invested their money in a 401k or retirement account. And that goes into the stock market and then they make a return on it. And these people just happen to be owners, a large part of some of those companies that do well. That's how they get almost all of the money that's listed next to them is people freely give it to them over to their company so they can make more money in return. It's literally stock valuation. And we're supposed to demonize them for that. This is your brain on socialism, freaking idiots. Uh, Number seven, kind of going along the same lines here. So let's go quick again. This came from the live group. Thanks for posting this. Tax havens could cost countries $4.7 trillion over the next decade. Advocacy (laughs) group warns. Could cost them. The UK continues to lead the so-called axis of tax avoidance. <laughs> you see, in our day, we had the axis of evil. You know, and that's why we had the bomb models, all those countries. Uh, but this is the axis of tax avoidance, which drains an estimated $151 billion from global coffers through corporate profit shifting. A new report found. So when you want to keep more mm. of your own money, mm-hmm. you are stealing from the coffers of the government who owns that money. It, it costs the people who were going to steal it, but you kept them from stealing it. Other people wanted to forcefully take your money and use it for random things, but you found a way to not let them do that, which cost those people money. Yeah. And now they have to hire more people to go find it. <laughs> we should. Yeah, yeah, we should hire more people. Yeah. It's efficient. Uh, we don't have to go through all the stuff because it's getting late. All right, now we're getting into some things we already talked about, but I do think we should play this video because it was great. Remember the Rachel Mad Cow mm-hmm. video that we played earlier in the week where she's talking to Hillary Clinton? Uh, let's play that one right quick. That um, the system of democracy at its heart is the idea that the people get to decide how we are governed. And if we, be- if we no longer believe that our will is effectuated through the system, if bad actors tell us falsely that every election is stolen and that the only way an election is uh, trustworthy is if they come out on top of it, um, then something it's, it, it's, it tells you something not just about that person or that moment. It maybe wounds us as a democracy in a way that is hard to repair. Mm-hmm. What do you think about how we get better um, after the wounds that have been inflicted on us through this process? Well, I think... The wounds that she's talking about are when people uh, lose an election and then say that the election was stolen from them afterwards, which creates a distrust in the system. Mm -hmm. And so Rachel Maddow 
super concerned about accepting the results of elections. It's talking to Hillary Clinton, who's also been a strong advocate of accepting results from elections. Yeah. We'll still show um, up to do a concession speech. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she didn't even concede. Like, she didn't she do did. her shoes in a room. Do you think she was crying or that she had tried to murder her assistants that night and they were having to restrain her? Both. Yeah. I didn't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. I think it was the, probably the Remember, we were part. too afraid to break a glass ceiling, you know? Mm. We That's true. You get glass all over you. We weren't ready for a female president. Okay, the next one. Jeremy Kaufman posted this one. You missed one. the best part where Hillary Clinton says we have to tell the truth. We, what'd, she, what'd she say? What do you remember from that? That. That basically. she had said we had to tell the truth. Yeah. The truth matters. The truth matters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To Hillary Clinton. To her. Yes. She's all about the truth. I think this could be gaslighting. I'm not really sure. She's a truth teller. <laughs> uh, meet M. Kaleo Manuel. The official who refused to release water in Maui, contributing to up to 106 deaths, a lot more. Um, a Hawaiian studies major, Kaleo, uh, prefers a traditional, holistic, one-water approach where water is revered, not used. And water requires true conversations about equity. This is a Zoom meeting of him uh, talking about water. Uh, let me find that video. Now, this is before the fires. The commission Justino's is responsible not after. Per, per our authorizing statute to protect and manage all water resources in the state. One water is like taking it and looking at it from a holistic system perspective. And that's not dif any different than how Hawaiians traditionally manage water. You know, and in essence, we treated it, and Native Hawaiians treated water as one of the earthly manifestations of a god and a kua, kane. And so that reverence um, for a resource and that reciprocity in relationship was was something that was really, really important to our worldview and, and well-being, right? And living in an island in isolated from other, you know, civilizations. Um, and so I think where it shifted to today or over time is that we've become used to looking at water as like something which we use. And not necessarily something w that we revere as that thing that gives us life, right? I mean, to me, it's a shift in value set. Um, and, you know, if we can start to really look at how we as humans in an island um, can reconnect to that traditional value set. So really, my motto is always like, let water connect us and not divide us. Like, we, we can share it, but it requires true conversations about equity. What do you say? <clears throat> I'm not real sure. One thing I was thinking about during this, we'll get into the story about what happened. That's just like a uh, bunch of words. Yeah, it's a lot of words. Yeah. And the reciprocity, mm -hmm. equity. He made sure to use all these big buzzwords. I yeah. don't think he knows what half of them mean. Take like a holistic approach yeah. to how you're going to manage water. He talks about all these, uh, you know, native Hawaiians. Look, and he uses these, uh, you know, Hawaiian words to talk about how they look at what. There's a weird thing where if it were like a Christian talking about how like oh you know in god and like uh first uh in genesis it says like water is life and stuff and uh we should do they'd be like oh these christian nationalists uh you know managing the water supply out there in utah 
have uh, caused the deaths of a bunch of people. But when because they turned it into wine, if it were like Native Americans or Native Hawaiians or something, they're like, oh, look at how they look at water from the earth and like the gods and the you know the way that you mm. should appreciate that. There's just this weird appreciation for anything that's not like a dominant thing. You know what I mean? Anything like, that's not Christian. Anything Christian is yeah, associated with far right extremism. That's true. that's true. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's one thing. The other thing is, now we don't know if this actually contributed to a lot of deaths or how much it hurt, but uh, there was a letter sent the day after describing the events and communication problems that resulted in a delay in diverting streams to fill reservoirs made available to firefighters. Uh, CWRM uh, operates within the state of Hawaii's Department of Land and Natural Resources. Uh, This document calls calls on Manuel to suspend all standard procedures and regulations in case of similar emergencies so that help can be provided immediately. Uh, This is West Maui Land Company, manages three of West Maui's water providers. As the fire was ravaging the island, the company said firefighters used what water they had in the reservoirs and tanks, so they asked CWRM to divert water from streams to enable them to store as much water as possible for fire control. But instead of approving the request... Uh, The commission, according to the letter sent by the company, asked them if the fire department requested permission to dip into the reservoirs and told them to inquire with a local farmer first to check how a diversion of the water supply would affect him. Uh, They said the communications were spotty. They couldn't get a hold of the farmer. uh, And then essentially I read a timeline of it. It was 9 a.m. when they asked for water to be diverted to fill their reservoirs so they could keep fighting the fire. And uh, it was 6 p.m. before they actually approved the request. They spent the day trying to get a hold of the farmer. Uh, By the time the request was approved, the actual siphoning system to pull the water had already been burned up. And so they couldn't transfer the water anymore after that. Climate change. Climate change. (laughs) That's what I just, yeah, that's what I said. You could sum all of that up. You could sum all of that up with two words. (laughs) Climate change. Because you said a whole lot of stuff, yeah, that just could be easily summarized. So, but, but we need to have true conversations around water equity, you yeah. know. And so the question is, climate change stole all the water. Was this water equally distributed? And I think it was. And they used up their water. Okay, they should have done better, I guess. It's equal. Yeah, you know, equality, man. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. And then we just talked about this. So a couple oldies but goodies here from the week. Remember that thing, Taking Apart the Rich Men, North of Richmond Mm -hmm. song? Which I told you I listened to that song this morning. What'd you think? Yeah. I like the first part of it. It's pretty good. Like the first... I don't really like this song. I think the chorus is good. A lot of the words... It's not even that I don't like the style. It's actually that I I don't agree with a lot of the premise of the song. Mm. So... I don't know. I guess uh, I like the whole dollar inch part. Yeah, it says the chorus is good. The chorus is good. I agree because the rich men Mm -hmm. north of Richmond. I got you, and that's actually where the anger should be directed at. Like people are actually stealing your money. Mm -hmm. There's just a thing where he said talks about protecting miners, which of course you can make a joke about miners. You know, like on on an island Mm -hmm. somewhere. But um, we don't need the politicians to even protect minors, which is what he's asking for uh, in the song. We need them to not forcefully shut down the mines. You know, that's one thing, like to force us away from those things. 
Um, and to stop the regulations, but to allow yeah. competition, which w- raises wages. But eventually jobs go away. And there's a lot of people, for instance, that want to block uh, like self-driving truck technology because that's going to harm trucking jobs. 10 million trucking jobs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A lot of people who made horse carriages went out of business. You know, a lot of people who went around lighting lamps in the streets went out of business. You know, scooping up poo. So, yeah. The pooper scoopers were way down. And so those things happen. And he, he strikes me as the kind of guy. There's still a few people trying to keep that business going. Though. Yeah. yeah. He's you tr- see him in Nashville and everything, trying to get people to ride their horse, <laughs> I horse and buggies. He just strikes me as the kind of guy who has a more protectionist approach and would not be in favor of, uh, say, progress on like actual technological competitive progress well he sees the he sees how the government is helping the other people and would rather the government help the working class said, have you ever tried the rhyme we need a unilateral removal of politicians meddling with the mining industry (laughs) (laughs) no and i get it it doesn't fit as well into a song yeah and politicians looking out for miners could mean stop screwing with the miners you know, that's kind of looking out for them, I guess. Stop shutting them down. This one, you could say, like, leave them alone mm-hmm. or something. But, like, protecting them or looking out for them kind of sounds like you want to make sure they don't lose their jobs, even if there's something that's better than what they have. And I could be totally wrong. And I'm probably not. I mean, I think the, the fact that he called out the Richmond, north of Richmond, Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. is what he's talking about. Um, I think that's the most important part. That's actually funneling the target in the right direction. It it should be targeted at Washington, D.C. because we should be doing what Javier is doing in Argentina. That dude's good. Yeah. And and letting them know that, I mean, in the video you sent me this morning, he talked about how we could separate North and South Argentina mm-hmm. and let the politicians take the North side and all the producers will take the South and that they'll, they'll crumble quickly in the North because they don't, they don't produce anything. They just take, right. And that's what people in DC do. They don't produce anything. They just take, that's all they do. And they're, they're just suckling at your production teat. (laughs) All right. And I say we remove the teat. No, there's like, he has, uh, this Javier, uh, Mille. Mille. Yeah. Um, he has a very heavy uh, Ayn Rand, Thomas Sowell, even Ron Paul, something like that. Um, he he definitely has that going on. And I I realized last night, this is a totally off base from our <laughs> Dumb Believe of the Week number 10, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we need to post that for sure. Um, I just got a phone call. I'm not on airplane mode. It went away. Okay. Um, I realized last night that the libertarianism and the growth of it and the uprising and the new libertarian leader or whatever doesn't necessarily have to come from America. You know, that's, he's saying Liberty worldwide, worldwide. This guy, the, the couple clips I've seen from that dude, he's saying better things than almost any of the libertarian leaders or people I see in America. 
Like, I can't understand what he's saying, and that sucks. I will almost think that we should create, like, a Javier translation channel where, like, we just, we repeat the things that he's saying, you know? It's, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Just translate it into translate English. Translate it. Yeah. And you just listen to us. If mm-hmm. you want to hear, you don't got to read that stuff. Yeah. Because uh, what if the government didn't teach you to read? It's a thing. Could be from Baltimore, yeah. for all we know. Uh, but anyway, it doesn't have to come from America. It can come from Argentina or, or wherever, you know? They learn from a lot of people who came from America, sure. But they might learn better than the people in America. I don't know. Because they need it more. It's real. And the, yeah, they're, they're hurting. And so they're more willing to stick their neck out because what do they have to lose? Right? Yeah. At this point, what is there to lose? Yeah. You know, most Argentinians are pretty poor. So what, what is there to lose besides speak the truth? Truth um, to power. I did say yesterday in the podcast to be devastating for Argentina. Um, yes, if they are, I, I will preface, I said that with no knowledge of the current state of Argentina. Okay. Just off the top of my head, because I worry about what would happen in the U S if we went from what we have right now directly to, uh, I don't know, Ron Paul immediately. Um, actually someone more, maybe someone more harsh than Ron Paul would even be. Um, if Argentina is already in state of crisis, then I guess it's a good time to do it. You know, might as well mm-hmm. make hay while the sun's haying. Uh, but yeah, I, I do worry about the transition period and I worry about whether or not the CIA would even let that happen. Honestly, doesn't mean you shouldn't try it. I just, uh, I hope that so you're it, saying he's going to be a martyr. I hope that it means the people are actually ready for it, like truly ready for it. And that they're not just mad at some people and this guy's pointing out some people that they're mad at, but they don't actually have that uh, baseline principled libertarian view because if things don't go perfectly immediately, the people will flip on them immediately because they're not actually basing it on principle. They're basing it on the fact that they're mad at someone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so if someone else gets them to be more mad at something else or say that he's screwed up and they don't have a, basis of libertarian philosophy or whatever they won't it won't last you know so i just hope that it's i hope it has a strong foundation yeah. if that's what happens and what's dumb about this dumb bleep number 10 oh yeah sorry yeah <clears throat> is the fact that they're saying that this of course is a right wing um you know wet dream song <laughs> every it's every right wing wet dreams it's every right wing wet dream is made of it was this yeah. line right here that we really took issue with. I think it was yesterday when we were talking about this. Um, They know that vague displeasure with the rich uh, disconnected from any discussion of where power lies and who benefits from its distribution doesn't produce change. It just produces disgruntlement. What they're pointing out is that you can be mad at rich people north of Richmond in the government, but you're not mad at the right rich people you're not mad at where the actual power lies, which is not with the people who... Which we saw dumb bleep number six, the billionaire thieves. Yes. Those <laughs> people is, are who you should be mad at. The people who freely take your money voluntarily and give you value in exchange for it, or you don't have to give it to them. And they'll take your money and give you returns on your money so you have more money afterwards. That's where the true power lies. Where power does not lie are the people who can kill you if you don't do what they tell you to do. 
It's not those people. Can't be. No. <laughs> All right, y'all get your votes in. Nate's going to run back through them. One through ten. Of course I will. Nicely numbered. For they everyone. are numbered. How about that? So uh, if you are part of the Fed Haters Club, uh, then you get to vote in the Dumb Bleep of the Week vote channel. If you're not part of the Fed mm-hmm. Haters Club, you don't get to vote. Yeah. Go and to... Uh, that D- sucks for you. Go to D-B-O-T-W vote channel. And I get it. That's not how you would normally do an acronym or whatever. The O and the T are not necessary. You wouldn't normally put of the... Mm-hmm. You know, it should just be DB dub, which could have been more fun, I guess. But I don't want to remake all those things. You should. It would take a long time. Mm. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't take long. I just actually don't want to. Number one was Planned Parenthood versus the NRA. Which one is actually killing children? Well, it's not the people who kill children. Number two, <laughs> the bigoted Christian, the one who thinks that the only salvation for human beings is through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which is one of the more bigoted statements I've ever heard of in my entire life. Mm-hmm. We have freedom of religion, which means you cannot think that your religion is more right than other people's religion. Mm. That's literally what it means. Number three is Bidenomics. A lot of it actually had to do with Robert Reich, but he was pushing Bidenomics. Inflation falling, uh, wages rising, things like that. Nina Turner had some dumb stuff, including her repost to one of ours where she blocked out our name and didn't actually retweet us, which is unfortunate. She's not giving us credit. I know. Uh, Number five is the IRS customer uh, service getting faster. So that's good. (laughs) Only took 4,000 new agents, probably getting paid like, what do you think, like 50 grand a year? You got to make 50. Probably. Probably somewhere around I mean, there. It's the government, so they would pay... These people are federal agents. They would pay a living wage. They're federal agents yeah. now. Probably get a sidearm. They're sitting there with their headset on, going <laughs> through the thing with their gun, you know, ready to go. That's not really how it goes. Number six, the billionaire thieves stealing our stuff. Number seven, tax havens. Uh, it's costing people a lot of money. Tax havens when you find a way to keep your money and, from being stolen by other people. Number eight was Hillary and Rachel Maddow. I think what Rachel Maddow did was even dumber than Hillary in that. Uh, but anyway, number nine, the Hawaii water controversy. And we got some other stuff to talk about on Monday about this thing. I'm just waiting for some of the research to shake out. Uh, number 10, the Richmond, north of Richmond critique, which is that um, he's not pointing his angst towards where the power actually lies with other rich people which was number six the billionaire thieves the, yes yeah those are the most powerful unfortunately he's calling the government out and you can't do that <laughs> and if you're song. in the if you're in the live group number 11 which is okay remember when it used to be cool to call out the government in a song like, remember when the left used to do I that i know it's what i'm saying like <laughs> when we were in high school everything was calling out the government in a song you know even before that lord some of our favorite bands were just people who called out the government in songs because I guess they were mad at George Bush, which is fair. Could be mad at George W. Bush if they want to. Fair critique. I know. But um, anyway, that's, that's weird. Number 11 was BMI. And number 12 was Chuck. Mm. Uh, if you're paying attention in the live group. It looks like we have a winner. It's going to be number one. Which one kills kids? The people who kill kids for a living or the people who advocate for gun rights. 
not the people who kill kids for a living. That was the number one dumb. The number, number one on the list. Thing. Number one this week. All right, y'all. If you enjoyed the dumb bleep of the week episode, please share it around. Think about joining the live group. It's a lot of fun. Join gml.com or godhatesfeds.com because it's called the Fed Haters Club and it's the club that everyone wants to be in. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, Very exclusive. It is super exclusive. The VIP. Lots of cool people in it. There's a link on godhatesfeds.com to join that group. You can also pick up some merchandise while you're there to support the big guy. And um, I think if he had more money, he would probably take the right pills. Oh, yeah. During the day. That's that's one of the problems is we don't have enough people in the live group. Well, I can't afford the uh, one of those boxes that separates it out between morning and, and, yeah, and nighttime. They're all together. Yeah. So I just have one box. All yeah. And they're all together. And you need the AM PM version mm-hmm. and you can't afford that because we need more people yeah. to sign up. So, hey, yeah, help Nate out. Go to joingml.com or godhatesfeds.com. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you do all of that, we'll be back again on Monday. I hope you have a good weekend and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.